guys, welcome back to the Physique Factory podcast. And today we're going to talk a little bit about Christmas festivities, planning around it. If you do need to plan around it, what you need to do on Christmas Day, if you are doing anything on Christmas Day. So we're just going to dive into that. And straight away, I'm going to give you my opinion. Don't track your fucking food on Christmas Day. Enjoy it. Drink what you want. Eat what you want. Just enjoy it. There's only so much you can physically eat without fucking exploding. So that is my straightforward take straight away what's your what's your opinion i'm shocked and appalled james you call yourself a fitness professional that was just very unprofessional um you're condoning people getting fat i'm not not impressed one bit i think if you're not tracking calories or sticking to a meal plan on christmas day or you just don't want it enough that's there's a problem <laughs> yeah i mean maybe if you're doing that the arnold classic in march but you know <laughs> yeah to be fair there will be people out there that are like that um I, i'm i'm not i'm not like a grinch by any means but like I don't really fucking care about like, you know, not Christmas, but like holidays and shit like that. I'm not, I'm not a, yeah, like if, if there was no Christmas, it w- I wouldn't care. It's a little bit different now that we've got Grace because like obviously yeah. for them it's fucking great. But yeah, I, I do like the turkey dinner though, I'm not going to lie. I do, it's like more it. I, do, I do enjoy it, but like, you know, you know what I mean? I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, it's Christmas coming up. I can't wait. <laughs> it's more for the kids sort of thing. As you get older, you sort of grow out of it, but... Yeah, it's just, especially being self-employed and running your own business, that's where you're thinking, right, I need to keep grinding, keep grinding, these sort of things get in the way, and it's just managing around that. Are you taking time off over Christmas, James? Um, Obviously, online coaching, that still goes, Um, but PT, I'm having it completely off, just because half my clients aren't training the way they're doing stuff with the families, and I just thought, you know, there's no point, Just I'm going to have the week between, like, Christmas and New Year off, and then yeah. go again on the 2nd of January. So I'm, I'm doing two weeks from PT, actually, Um, I'm doing, because it works out as well, New Year's Day is a Monday, it's like, well, I'm not going to go back on that day. Um, No one's going to want to come back in that day. And I think that's an important thing you said. If there is anyone out there that's a PT and they're like, well, what do I do? Like, I've found when I have done the days between Christmas and New Year in the past, not, not many clients come in anyway. You know, no one's really that harsh for it. So, like, you know, it's it's two weeks of the year, you know. Although, obviously, some people won't want to take the financial hit. We're obviously fortunate in the sense that, you know, we're well-established businesses now and we're not really, uh, we're not depending on just a couple of weeks to get by, but like you should kind of almost factor it in some holidays, really. You should factor it in. It's like, you know, take the time, take the time off. And I think, again, if you're like me and you've got young kids, like definitely do it. Definitely. Young, kid, young kids, kid by the way, just, just kind of. <laughs> What's that? I was say, I haven't got any young kids, just, just you. <laughs> not yet. That's coming. No, yeah. He's engaged now. It's coming. Well, yeah. Well, no, I don't know. I don't know a deal of a kid. I'd probably end up leaving it on the bus or something. But oh, I thought that too. But honestly, it's amazing how easy it is. Um, well, probably credit to my wife there. But anyway, um, but like you know, uh, it, it's, honestly, I I I always feared it, and I was always weird with like other people's kids and that. Um, but it's so much different when you have your own. Like you're not afraid to drop it when it's your own. Everyone says the same thing, literally. Everyone was like, Oh, yeah, I was shit with kids, but when I had my own, then it's, it's a totally different story. But yeah, still don't like other people's kids, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so awkward, eh? Um, but yeah, like I, it's, I think it's important to have that time off, and I think most people's clients aren't going to care. And um, what are you doing with your check ins then next week? Because like, I don't know about you, but like, what are my check in days? So I do check ins on or I do feedback to their check ins on a, on a Monday to Friday. So one yeah, last I- Christmas day. <laughs> 
same, yeah. So I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I split over three days. And obviously, like Monday, Christmas Day, like you just said. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to tell the, the Monday check-ins to check in on the Wednesday and then just have a bigger workload on the Wednesday to get through. So I'll have, I'll have a lot of time on that Wednesday anyway. Yeah. So that's when I normally do, like, I normally do half days PT now. So I don't do full days anymore because of the online stuff. So I'm not PT, PT and so I'll have more time to do more check-ins. So I'll just pile it onto that. I am. Um, I'll just set Christmas Day and do them. You know, as I say, like I'm not bothered for Christmas. So just... Not checking on Christmas Day. Most <laughs> of my clients were not checking on Christmas Day. <laughs> nah, I, I've actually took the week off check-ins next week as well. Um, again, I don't think many people check in. Don't think many people are asked. So take next week off check-in. So it's basically a full week off being a PT coach, whatever. And um, then the following week, I'll be back to check-ins, but not to the PTs. Um, because again, for me, probably the second week, I wouldn't have bothered that much. But with the gym opening up to members on the 8th, I want to make sure all my ducks are in a row for that. So there's, there's probably not that much to do, but I actually want to rearrange the whole place, as I was saying to you before we came on the call. So like, yeah, there's a little bit to do. There, there will be bits and pieces to do. So um, yeah, just give me some time to do that as well. So I'm looking forward to that, though. It'd be quite cool, like getting a bit of atmosphere about the gym and uh, a bit of a buzz about it so yeah I'm looking forward to that one that's cool so what are you doing with your clients like over Christmas or what are you telling them to do anyway it's situational to be fair um most of them I'm obviously just saying relax you know do what you want to do um I've been almost comparing it to like an all-inclusive holiday you know how you get clients that they'll diet down for an all-inclusive holiday or whatever and then they go there and they go fucking mental on booze and you know food and I'm not for one second saying right clients just go mental go mental enjoy yourself um but certainly you know relax it certainly don't stress about it because if you have that client, or sometimes clients go two week on close of holidays and they come back and they're like, fucking hell, I've put on all this weight and that. But after a couple of weeks, if you do like a, a little tidy up, I'll often jump back to like their kind of final fat loss calories or maybe a little bit higher. And um, for a couple of weeks, that couple of weeks tidies it right up. You're back to where you were before you went on holiday. So it's the same with this. It's like one week. If you want to go enjoy yourself, you want to go mental and booze or, you know, food and that, um, you know, you will, you'll be able to diet it off again within a week. Like one, one week is not going to be the deciding factor on where your progress goes. You know, the other, what, 51 weeks of the year? Is it 52 weeks in a year? 52 <laughs> weeks in a year. Yeah, yeah good. Uh, yeah, uh, not an elite year, though, James. Not an elite year. That's where I'm getting confused. <laughs> you, uh, you lose a week, then, in a leap year. Oh, you gain, gain a week. We're going to yeah. look fucking stupid here, probably. Eh? Yeah, no, fuck knows. It's stupid things like that that I forget, like weeks in a year. Like, I can tell you fucking about torque and moment arms, but I can't tell you anything about how many weeks are in a year. There we go. 52 weeks in a year. Um, Every four years we have a leap year, which has 366 days, therefore has 52 weeks and two days. Hmm, that's not... All oh, right, so we didn't really change just a few more days. Yeah, it's only two days in February, to be fair. Oh, yeah. There was, um, there was a girl in my year at school, I can't remember even who it was, but um, she was born in a leap year, and one of those days that only come across like every four years, so it's like technically speaking she was only really four, or she'd only had four birthdays at the time or something. Yeah, so when's her actual birth? When when do you celebrate that? Was that the last day in February or something? Yeah, yeah we'll just take the last day in February, so um, is next year a leap year? It's 29 days in February next year, so I take it that is, because it's usually 28, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Calendars are not our fucking strong points. We just look at what day it is. See, I was speaking to a client about this this morning. My first thought every single morning is, what fucking day is it? He <laughs> was like, oh, it's this day. So, yeah, to be fair, I didn't even know it was the 20th today. I just yeah. know, like, main dates, say if I was competing, or it was a birthday, or it was an anniversary. 
or Christmas. Obviously, I know what fucking Christmas Day is, hopefully. Um, and then New Year. So that's... See, right that's now, see, see with the darker mornings and the shitter weather, I'm waking up and I'm thinking, what day is it? Have I got a client at half seven? Can I go back to sleep? <laughs> exactly. And I had to get going at the moment when it's so dark outside. It's brutal. But I think we're getting to the point, again, this will show how poorly educated we are on this stuff, but I think we're getting to the point where it starts getting slightly brighter each day. Yeah, we're, so it's, we're not we're not quite there yet. I, I, I googled it the other day. So it's the I don't know this off the top of me. I did literally this the other day I Googled. You should have pretended when the twenty I should have come over it, yeah. The twenty second is the darkest day of the year. So it's the shortest oh. day of the year. Yeah. And then after the twenty second, then it starts getting a little bit lighter. And then obviously in end of March the clocks go forward, don't they? Looking forward to that. Really am. It is. It's brutal. And it's it can be hard to motivate yourself at this time of year as well, which I think again for that reason, there's no sense to be too harsh on your clients at this time of year either, because if you are just like if you are harsh with them, they're probably gonna be like, Fuck this. <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> just I literally just feel tired all the time and there's no reason to feel tired. I feel like I'm fucking on prep again. But it just literally it's just so hard to get fucking going in the mornings. Like I wake up at half four. And I was like, I just want to get back in bed. That's the, that's one thing though. Sleep was shit and prep. Now I can't. Like, I'm getting so much sleep. Like I'm going to sleep about half nine, ten at night. Waking up at half four, which time I usually get up. Then I eat my meal, and then I end up going back to sleep for an hour. And I haven't got a client in the gym till like half six. So wake up at half four, eat, go to sleep for another hour, then wake up again, go to the gym. So it's just so hard to go on. I'm just like, that's so groggy in the fucking mornings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at half four, I think anyone can be excused for being groggy, to be fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to that, though. I normally get up, stay up at half four, do some work on my laptop, do a couple of courses, like learn some shit, and then that's what I normally do. But then I just can't fucking get going in the mornings. It's the, it's definitely the sunlight thing. I'm telling clients, you need to be supplementing with vitamin D. If they're not yeah, supplementing... Do you do vitamin D year-round, or do you just do it this time of year? A uh, year round, I reckon everyone should do it. Most people, especially in the country that we're living in, yeah. I was like, just do it year round because the fucking weather is shit. And then half it's the people, it's not like, expensive either. It's quite cheap. Yeah, so it's I get it from supplement needs. It's D three K two. So if you work in like an office job as well, where you're not getting exposed to much like sunlight either, then it's definitely worth taking. Definitely. Have you got a sunlight alarm clock? Have you ever used them? No, that's interesting. Yeah, I've I've got one of them. I think it's great. Like it's like this little thing. It only really works in the winter. It doesn't really work in the summer that well. But it's like this little thing that sits by your bed, like any alarm clock, really. Um, but like rather than making a noise straight away, it's it shines a light. So it's kind of like that. But it like doesn't come on as bright as that. It kind of gradually comes on, and then oh. if you don't wake up to that, a noise does start. But um, it's it's nice to be fair. It's like you just get woken up by a light. Um, and it works really well at this time of year. That's cool. Yeah, I need to get one of those sad. Is it sad? Yeah, sad lumps. So season annual disorder, it stands for. Yeah. This is where you start feeling really shit. Most people have it. This is why people say I feel really fucking shit. It's the um, it produces a certain type of light where it makes you feel better. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the idea with the sunlight alarm clock too. In a sense, it's not not to make you feel better, but it's like more of a more of like getting line with your kind of natural kind of sleep rhythm, your circadian rhythm. So it's like you know, to give you that natural wake drive that the sun usually would. So, yeah, I would recommend it. I bought mine in Lidl, like, three years ago for seven ninety nine. Nice. Not an expensive purchase. You're probably get it on Amazon for that price as well. So, yeah, well worth trying, to be fair. Well worth oh, trying. Lidl's amazing. Let's get on that, that topic. Fucking hell, Lidl Bakery. Do you have a bakery in your Lidl? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my To God. be fair, I don't go to the shops that often. Like, Sophie does a food shop. She goes to Aldi and, like, yeah, that's that. Yeah, Aldi and Lidl are just... 
Perfect. I think it depends on the on the location. So like there's there's Aldi's around us that are terrible um, and quite like minging almost. But there's one that's a good one, a, a nice clean Aldi. Um, it's newer as well, which obviously helps. Um, the same with Lidl's. I think it just depends on the location. Yeah, definitely. Well, people... the ones in Rochdale aren't the best, but still the, the bakery is next Cookies level. are good. The, uh, the the cookies are amazing from there, aren't they? The cookies and the almond croissants. We um, Sophie made Oreo truffles last night, um, or the day before. Um, I I do like them. They are very Moorish. Um, but you know it's all within a calorie controlled diet. <laughs> how 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 is your diet looking at the minute, James? What are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm on about four thousand calories a day, so it's still not like peak. I'm just coming. I'm just moving into the off season now, so about four thousand calories gradually move into it um and then say four thousand calories you follow a meal plan mostly though don't you oh yeah yeah it's all set foods because i've got to fucking follow a meal plan it's so easy to do you know what you're doing um to be fair i actually don't know how many i might be on more or less calories it's roughly around that i think um just because i've been increased so with the checking with josh says right increase carbs by like 50 grams right cool i'll add 50 grams of carbs here then whatever and then I've no idea where my food is. So I, I do my own meal plan. Josh just like adjust the macros and the calories and so on. And then I go from there. But I've not really like looked at it. I've just been adding more. So he says I've had that many, this much fat, this much carbs and go from that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing um, a very intuitive thing recently. I'm like, I've not weighed myself and fucking myself long. Don't know what's going on with my weight. The, the reason for this is, Quite pathetic, but um, my bathroom's downstairs, right? Weirdly, my bathroom is downstairs. And see, when I get up at six, it's fucking freezing. So I come in here, and I've got my clothes laid out for the like for the day ahead. Um, and I just shove them on straight away because I'm freezing. And I'm like, well, that's it's too late to weigh in now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I usually weigh myself in my boxers, so it's like, well, can't do it now. Um, so some might say move the scales upstairs. I, I would say the carpet's too soft, so it doesn't really work. Um... But yeah, I'm not really that fast. But diet-wise, I've not been tracking macros and I'm not really following a plan as such. But I, I've got like, I've basically got meals that I eat most days. I might, I might not eat all of them every day. I might not eat them in order. But it's like, I have like oat pancakes, for example, right? And I know what the serving sizes are then. I've, I've got my like sweet potato chicken. I'll eat that. Um, What else have I been eating? There's something else I'm forgetting here. Oh, I've actually been eating quite a shit ton of bagels and, and low-fat bacon, to be fair. Um, but then the the Weetabix cheesecake thing, the chicken and rice, and they're all kind of portioned out and they're all roughly the same kind of calories anyway. I know roughly in my head. So it's just like a, some sort of some sort of combination of those meals each day, same amount of meals each day. But there's probably days where I eat a little bit more some days at the minute and some days I'll eat a little bit less. And it seems to be like, hopefully I'm gaining more. So I'm getting stronger. So it seems to be working all right intuitive eating yeah it's just very chilled out is what i'd say like rather than um you know not chilled out <laughs> yeah, well, i've uh oh hell, i um need one of those fucking sad lamps um yeah so i have like shit on top of a diet so it's like 80 20 yeah, say. That's, that's disgusting yeah i'm talking about it stinks. Uh, but, yeah. You know, you know when you take your dog a walk and it eats like shit. It's like they're doing that because they smell protein in it. Is that what you do? <laughs> oh, fucking hell! Do your dog eats shit. Oh, yeah, dogs definitely eat shit. Like definitely. Oh, and then they lick your face after it. Oh, that's fucked. My cat, <laughs> my cat does not eat shit. Fucking you, not, not that you know of. 
No, he eats live pigeons and shit like that, but he doesn't eat shit like physical shit. That's uh, yeah, that's not that you know. That's uh, that's fucking brutal. But At least yeah. cats don't lick you. Well, I mean they do, but like yeah, my cat, my cat does. Yeah, I actually um, banned my cat from the house. Um, well, not banned her from the house. Like I let her in. Feed her, but she sat and shat in the sink. Um, again, and it's happened quite a few times. I mean, at least she does it in the sink. But Sophie had left out pasta, and like, yeah, you probably shouldn't leave your pasta out. But cats obviously don't agree with carbs very well. So the cats went into it, took the tin foil off it, ate the pasta, and then shat in the sink. That's so funny, fucking hell! No carbs for cats. They 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 can't digest them properly, can they? Can they? I didn't know that. Fuck knows. My cat just eats meat. Live animals, yeah. and um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that is it. But, um, but yeah, going uh, back to like the weight thing, um, I gained five kilograms last week, but didn't change anything from the diet for two weeks. But again, yeah, you, you said it so. <laughs> I went, well, mainly, mainly growth hormone. So let me show you a picture. Um, I can't, I don't respond well to shitloads of growth hormone, so I went from like Three IU to five IU, so I ramped up a, a little bit, and uh, the water extension was insane. So that what that is the picture of my leg. Oh yeah, it's swollen, isn't it? it yeah, it's insane. That that was like before the tattoo. So I rolled my like my pants up and was like, "Fucking hell!" So I had a chat with Josh and was like, "Yeah, we need to pull it down." I was like, "It's getting really bad carpal tunnel." So I was on the PlayStation or doing check-ins. My hands were going numb. Wake up in the middle of the night. I was like, "Fucking hands are absolutely battered from it." So I just pulled it down from like five to three again i've had no issues the water's dropped off but as soon as i go over three then that's when i start fucking retaining shit loads of water it's interesting you're getting carpal tunnel yeah, that's it it's a normal thing with like gh as soon as you start taking a shitload of gh that's one of the symptoms like nick gets it really bad but he didn't get the the inflammation and the swelling that much yeah yeah so that, is that like i mean how, how does it cause carpal tunnel it's not something I've ever heard. Um, of. So it's like it's triggered through like aldosterone, the um, which re- makes you retain a lot of water, and then it starts pressing on nerves in your hands. Yeah. When you start retaining shitloads of water, and then that's what leads to like a cap symptoms of carpal tunnel. So I've got a client right now who gets pains in his wrist, um, and there's no real rhyme or reason that I can find. I've looked at training looked at you know rest position when he's training and things like that um, and i have got him trying a few things but it's making me think about that it's making me think about you know stress potentially and water retention due to that and then could it so potentially might, be something like that potentially could be carpal tunnel or maybe like arthritis yeah yeah i know There's, that's always like i suppose a kind of fear to some degree as well um you say that to people though like like it does alarm bells but like i suppose we, everyone's we'll got bits and pieces of it yeah yeah even the mildest like little wear and tear even if you like playing football from when you were a kid or whatever you can have like arthritic changes when yeah. you say you've got arthritic changes it doesn't mean like you've got full-blown fucking arthritis there's Did like you... there's a scale oh, isn't there? on you go sorry there's like a continuum scale of like arthritis yeah. Did you see that Austrian fight I said you remember a few weeks back? Yeah, on someone's fucking elbow. That was nasty yeah. that. It was it was huge. Absolutely huge. Um, it was like a knob, wasn't it? It was just like fucking yeah, literally. I've showed so many clients that though, because it's like, you know, even some of these things, like you say, like don't do barbell curls if you've got, you know, such and such a carry angle, they're like fuck off they feel fine but i'm like that's what could be going on inside like they might feel fine now but like you know 20 years later 
you might be like, oh, my elbow's awful sore. And eventually it might come to something like that. So it's you, yeah. you never know what's going on beneath the skin. It's like those um photos that um you know that you see in the RTS stuff of the, the Brazilian women in her spine and the oh yeah, yeah, the scoliosis. Like, you know, looking from the looking at her outside pictures, you're like, you know, nothing's wrong there. Um and then when you see the X ray, you're like, Holy shit, like you would never ever know that was going on. Yeah, she had a span like a turkey twizzler. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes feel like that's me. I'm like, I wonder if I've got a spine like that. <laughs> but you never fucking know. And I think, like, obviously scoliosis, like, there's varying degrees of it, but this woman's was fucking, like, extreme. I, I, it's, it's quite common. Like, I don't know how often it's, you look at clients, like, progress photos, and you're like, yeah, I can see a little bit of that. Yeah, slightly. Oh, like that. I remember when I was at uni, we um, was looking at someone who had scoliosis, and um, she had to have an operation just because a lung, like, detached because of it. And they had to pin yeah. back on, yeah. And then they had to go into a spine, literally pull a spine out and can move it around and put it in a brace and then set it like that. And it was a massive, massive operation. But it's crazy how like much scoliosis can affect like internal organs. Obviously, yeah. it's repositioning the where they are in terms of in, in your body. So yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. whatever your spine does impacts what your ribcage is doing. And obviously, all those organs are within there, or a lot of them are. Obviously, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's scary shit, really, when you think about it. Yeah, it's crazy that. Crazy. I've been watching actually some guy, some physio guy, um, with some of his postural stuff, and like it's weird sometimes when you watch some of these things because obviously from the RTS thing you get that kind of critical thinking sort of view point of view, and you're like sometimes you watch things and it's maybe something that I like this for example this some of the stuff this guy's saying, I don't quite understand it yet and I don't understand his reasoning, so I'm like right now I don't know whether this is a lot of shit or it's something I just need to know more about. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, people use big words to sound smart, though, half the time, don't they? So well, I mean, part of what this guy's doing, and I'm not giving you a lot of context here, but like he's talking about pushing the top of your tongue into the top of your mouth, or your tongue into the top of your mouth, and that affecting your posture. I'm like, how? <laughs> but, but I'm not saying that he's wrong, because I suppose what he's talking about is muscles within your jaw and then how that's affecting the neck, and then you know yourself if one part of the spine moves, the other part of the spine moves. So you know there could be something, something in it. I'm not dismissing it altogether, but um, more research required from me. So I'm not saying too much yet because I don't quite get it yet. It's like the whole like breathing thing as well, like how that can affect like your nervous system and things. That's an interesting one to like look into, but I'm not like yeah. fully looked into it yet. I, well, yeah, I, I mean, someone told me that years ago about, like, breathing through your mouth um, will activate your sympathetic nerve system. It's a sympathetic response. Obviously, it's not saying never breathe through your mouth. I just done it right there, actually. Because, like, yeah. imagine you're trying to go a run or on a bike or doing a heavy set in the leg press or something like that. Like, you're going to have to breathe through your mouth because you can get more air in. But, yeah. like, yeah, like, nasal breathing should be practiced at rest, like, inhaling through your um, nose. As far as, I'm, as far as I'm aware, but obviously breathing with your diaphragm, not using accessory muscles, something I'm fucking terrible at. A lot of my upper back issues, I think, come from that. You know, a lot of, a lot of these muscles that, and a lot of people with neck pain as well, actually, you know, that's that's a lot of that is using, like, the, like so the scalenes and that as an accessory muscle, pec minor, it becomes tight, shoulders become rounded, you know, that, um, yeah, it's, it's quite a big deal, really, and it's something that's hard to relearn, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. And then you got like your sternomastoid, is it? And all the other shit around your neck. It's interesting. Yeah, it's like, it is. Have you ever like had clients? Like, definitely I've had this myself when you've been doing any pressing and then something like goes in your neck 
and then you can't can't turn your head right or left or whatever where it goes really tends like the pulled the uh one of the muscles around there i looked into it and it's actually it's a scalene what happens because that that attaches to your rib cage doesn't it and it elevates the rib cage so when you're pressing and you're fucking going for it there and you're really pulling like the rib cage back and then it's just that muscle can't tolerate the amount of load even though you're not directly like using it to go into shoulder flexion yeah, yeah, but it's still, uh, I suppose, a joint manager to some degree. Yeah, it's support. Yeah, it's joint. It's uh, managing your rib cage, isn't it? When you're when you're pressing, so if that can't tolerate the loads that you're exposing it to, then that's how you can get that issue with your neck. Yeah, yeah, and like, when you think about it, it's, it's almost the basis for all movement. Is I suppose bracing your 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 rib cage position, what's going on with your abdominals, because then the shoulder blades then sit on top of that rib cage. Obviously your thoracic spine position, you know, it's all it's all the foundations for everything. And then you've got obviously your actual shoulder joint off the shoulder blade. And yeah, you've got a lot going on there. You've got your AC joint and things like that. So there's a lot going on there. And like people never think about the AC joint, but um or even the the sternoclavicular joint as well. People never think about these, but like whenever you're like shrugging or something, that's that's moving around that that's about the axis for your yeah. shoulder blade pretty well your, your scapula pretty much. So that's what it's going to move around as soon as the uh, the clavicle elevates. Your, um... That's that's your axis of rotation. That's where you're moving around. And um, okay. I've actually we're, we're talking about osteophytes. I've I reckon I've got an osteophyte here on my AC joint because I mean there's a big lump there and it's hard and it's been like that for ages. So even that or could be dying. Could yeah, be tumour. <laughs> yeah, could be a tumour. Who knows? I've never had it checked, so fuck knows. But I went on the pec deck one day, um, and I just remember this like weird popping sensation. I was like, and I was like, that was actually quite sore. And then for a couple of days, it was mildly painful. And then it just stopped being painful. And I was like, what the fuck have I done? Have I popped my AC joint out? But the the, the like kind of hard lump is still there. It's right on the joint. I'm, I'm assuming it's an osteophyte. But yeah. bear in mind, I've done years of behind the neck press, and I definitely don't have that range. Yeah, it might be from that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Probably from that. Probably. Behind the neck press when I'm arsed, like, fucking... I'm like, yeah, I'm hitting my rear delt, so... <laughs> What were we going to say about um, what did we actually start this podcast off with? Uh, uh, you said something about Christmas. Um, oh, yeah, Christmas, stuff like that. So, breathe well this Christmas. <laughs> yeah, again, going see, back. See, before you go on, sorry. Um, have you seen those nasal strip things that people use for breathing? Yeah, I've used them. I've yeah. used them. So, what's the deal with them? Um, they just open like your, um, your thing, whatever it's called. Fucking hell, what's it called? Uh, can't think of the word. Opens his sinuses. Right, so it, opens, right, yeah. Yeah, it opens his sinuses and you're able to breathe a little bit more. So well, it, them. it helps me with sleeping. I'm not using them in the gym, but a lot of people use them. Yeah. And um, going back to that, just pressing your tongue against the top of your mouth. So I was I was talking about this earlier with a client. We um we tried it out, right? And if you press your tongue against the top of your mouth, I feel like you can breathe better through your nose. I don't know if I'm just making that up, but I feel like it, you can. It's not like automatically shuts your mouth. Yeah, I suppose so. But I feel like I get clearer breath from my nose when I do that than if I'm not pressing my tongue against the roof of my mouth. But I don't know if I, that's just, like, I don't know. I, I might just be making that up. That might just be a weird thing that's going on. <laughs> Are you no, trying it right now? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying it right now. I, did, I couldn't open the mouth really when you do it, so it's forcing you to breathe. I mean, it forces you to, yeah, yeah. But yeah. fuck knows. It's, again, 
don't take any of this and um, go away and do it because more research is required from me. <laughs> Anecdotal evidence. This is stuff that I'm exploring right now and I don't have any answers for, so don't take that from me. Um, which is a good thing, um, admitting you don't know it all because I definitely do not fucking know it all. Do you ever like open up, like I don't know, Joint Structure and Function, one of our, our favourite textbooks? Do you ever open it up and you're like, there's so much I don't know that yeah, I want don't. to know? It's like, where do you start? <laughs> exactly there's a lot with that and then you can look into physiology you can look into like nutrition deeper into it there's so much fucking yeah into it. but the thing is you can only learn so much and things start getting like pushed out and it's, your brain can only retain so much unless you use it all the time yeah and then it comes back to what's applicable and you remember what's applicable um again we obviously talk about rts a lot and i found a lot of the RTS stuff so applicable, um, especially when you're training people in the gym. So applicable. Um, can't rate that highly enough. Um, they're not paying me either. So there you go. <laughs> um, anyway, Christmas. Let's 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 talk about what you wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah, back to uh, back to that topic. So yeah, the main thing that we're saying about over Christmas is Christmas Day. There's literally only so much you can eat, isn't there? So I let my clients literally do what they want on Christmas Day, and then if they're going out for social meals like around Christmas and they they want to sit still like follow some sort of like plan or whatever i just tell them to eat shitloads of protein and then just make sure they're not eating a shitload of saturated fat they're not eating a shitload of processed foods anything that's going to cause loads of inflammation um and then you're just... like you're like clients don't eat a shitload of saturated fat and there's they're here with a slice of cheesecake like yeah sure <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> yeah it's christmas day it's fine like i said i mean if 80 percent of your diet is cool and you hasn't got those saturated fats those processed foods you need some saturated fat don't um like don't um, yeah like temp- he's, he's like, yeah that's it so 10 percent of your diet should contain saturated well 10 percent of your fat intake should be saturated fat so but again you can start looking at like things like trans fats and then you don't want any of those in your diet so they're um, like uh, saturated, so basically saturated fats just like the fucking the, the dense fats that you see in like the outside of meats that's all it is so it's the harder stuff where at room temperature it hold its form but yeah yeah it's so like um, when you cook bacon right if you cook bacon on a like on a bacon tray um and then like you know all the fat that stays around after it if you leave that it'll go hard and that's saturated fat for you. But um, you need the, like, it's essential, like, within kind of hormone productions and things like that. Um, and, like, when it comes down to, like, your cells as well, so there's, like, membrane around your cells, you need a combination of, like, saturated and unsaturated fats because too much of either one can be bad. Um, because it's, it's the, oh, I'm trying to remember, I read about it recently and it's like something to do with that barrier around the cell. And if it's, if you, if you don't have enough saturated fat, they can actually be too soft and too easy for things to enter the cell. And if you have too much of it, too hard, um, is what I was reading. Um, again, do not quote me on that, but that's a uh, precision nutrition. I was uh, yeah, um, endo endothelial endothelial cells. Yeah, yeah, but um, I am um, I struggle to retain all of that stuff as well because it's like it's not something I need to talk about very often. Like the the general rule of thumb, as you say, is like okay, maybe a limit saturated fats like ten percent. You know, that's the general rule of thumb, isn't it? And that's the applicable part of it. That's it. Yeah. But again, it's like with anything, any advice like that, it's a general rule of like most of the time limited to 10%. If you go over on Christmas Day and you're like, fuck, I'm on 30% saturated fats. According exactly, don't worry health. about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not the end of the world. Something I've been saying to clients a lot as well is, um, again, and this is precision nutrition kind of influence because I'm doing that right now, but like actual mindful eating. And it sounds airy fairy, but it's like, 
how often do you get food and you just fucking scoff it down? And I'm like, it's when we when we order a Chinese or something, it's like I eat it and I'm like, I never tasted that. Yeah, it's gone. Literally, <laughs> yeah. you need to sit there, eat it, and think about eating it. That's the uh, that's the main. Chew it that... properly, chew it till it's liquid, like, and then like it gives those hunger hormones a chance to actually like regulate your your brain has a chance to talk to you you know your hypothalamus and then fucking get get things regulated so so that you actually start feeling full um but like you know again precision nutrition talk about um if people slow down their eating generally speaking people lose fat because they end up eating less like as simple as that exactly digestion is going to be improved as well because you're not eating full boluses of fucking food where it's going to hit your digestive system and cause all sort of fucking disasters you don't think like personal trainers and like coaches are the worst for that as well it's like oh yeah yeah, between clients. Yeah. yeah, literally. So you've got about ten minutes between each client, and you fucking rush into the back, nail your prep box of fucking chicken and rice in literally about a minute, and then you're back out on the gym floor. So it's so uh, yeah, it's not good. But that's when you might look at if you haven't got a lot of time. Is what I usually say to clients is like, well, pick foods that are easily digestible. Don't have the fucking steak. Have the yogurt. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something that's going to go down easier. If you're in a rush, something that's going to go down easier is going to be a better option. Just whey, like a fucking whey shake. That'd be easy just to get the protein. It's, it's where where your cream of rice might actually come in quite good. You know that. That's it. Cream of or either branch cyclodextrin, where you can just fucking swig it, and that's when um when you have cream of rice, does it make you almost shit yourself? No, it digest everything digests well like that for me. Mm. When I've tried it in the past, I've basically had to run to the toilet after. Might be the sweeteners that they're using it because I, I get that with clients if they get like a cheap cream of rice, use it and I was like right, what fucking sweeteners are they using? Because obviously those sweeteners aren't agreeing with your digestive yeah. system. So yeah. fair, like sugar alcohols and the sweeteners that I have, I'm pretty much my gut can take anything except from what happened like the other year. It couldn't take whatever that was, no, but you could not take that. But yeah. um, going back to the whole Christmas thing, like, is there anything like different you guys do in England that we don't do in Scotland like so here, here's a weird thing right Sophie knows a lot of people or not knows a lot of people but like maybe well, she obviously doesn't know them, but she's got them on like Instagram or whatever Facebook and and in, in Ireland I'm assuming um, and she, they like don't wrap the presents they just like leave the boxes there for the kids to find like oh, that's yeah that is fucking weird isn't it as we, yeah, no, you wrap your presents, or you have them in like a bag, you know, like a present bag thing where you put them yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, gift bag sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. So but maybe if it's like a bike or something, like you know, that can't be wrapped. Like yeah, you put a bow on it or something like. That. Or maybe it was a dog. You can't wrap a fucking dog, can you? Yeah, so, but we're talking like boxes, like you know, Barbies or whatever. For example, um, I didn't get Barbies when I was younger. I'm thinking about Grace, right? <laughs> but, um, it was all wrestlers for me when I was younger. WWE figures and that. <laughs> Then the <laughs> ah, yeah, but um, like, yeah, like, but it's, it's not the same when it's like just a box. Like, imagine the kid coming downstairs, like, all right, cool, you know, there's nothing to do. You can open the box, obviously, okay. but wrap the unwrapping is part of it, surely. That's it, yeah. It's that you're like, oh, what the fuck's this? And you're getting excited, and then, yeah, that's the whole part of Christmas. But no, I'm trying to think if there's anything that we do in England that we don't do what you don't do in Scotland. Well, yeah, like, like food wise, what's, what's your Christmas dinner usually like? I know everyone does it a bit different, but there's general rules of thumb, isn't there? Yeah, uh, we've got uh, turkey, gammon. Oh, we don't do that. We just do uh, haggis. Oh, do you? No, we don't do haggis. It's that's not joking. I hate that. Haggis yeah. is good. Yeah, I wouldn't mind trying haggis. It sounds good. Well, sounds... when uh, James, James is buying a car soon, he'll do his road trip up here, and uh, 
We'll, we'll we'll do we'll get it filmed. We'll get we'll get a YouTube. Guess, yeah, I need to get uh, one of those fucking potato scones, whatever you call them. Tatty scones, yeah, yeah, that tatty scones um, and some haggis. But you know, for um, Christmas dinner, so turkey, gammon, potato, mashed potato, um, parsnips, bit of gravy, uh, Brussels sprouts. But Beck's got some this year. Where they've got like bacon and the maple glazed, so that fucking sounds really good to me. Sounds a bit better. I hate Brussels sprouts; like I fucking despise them. They're terrible. Yeah, they make they make me fat like fuck because of the amount of fucking fiber. So I, uh, I just don't like the taste of them. I just don't think they're nice at all. I don't mind them, me. So I was I, I had them at the start of prep, but because I was eating that many of them, it started fucking my stomach up. So I had to fucking change them. Um, Are you back on Nokia at all? Remember you see that. Yeah, no, I'm not on that yet. I'm just on like a shitload of rice. But I think as soon as rice starts getting to about like 125 grams a meal, that yeah. raw weight, that's when like potato starts coming in and that. But gnocchi's just easy to cook and I just whack it in the fucking microwave and then bang. But that's it. Um, but no, yeah, your Christmas dinner sounds much the same, to be fair. Don't yeah, that's it. Not, I can't, I'm missing anything. Carrots. <laughs> that's that's it. Yeah. Oh, we, um, bit of cranberry sauce. On the side, yeah, I was hoping for some cultural differences there to get a, a talking point and get people reacting, but I, I think hopefully the Christmas present thing's enough because that's fucking weird. Like, yeah, it's mad that, isn't it? Yeah, poor kids, yeah, but laziness from the parents, yeah, it is. That's it, <laughs> the whole island. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if it's an Irish figure or what, but like, I, I'm sure, like, that's what she told me. She's like, oh, yeah, there's loads of people that don't wrap their presents, and she's like, do people do that here? I'm like, not that I know of, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Just shit parents. Yeah, lazy, lazy. There's parent. gonna be someone listening to this. Like, I'm not a shit parent. How dare you? <laughs> I'm gonna report this podcast if if it's not already been reported. Get this one clipped up. But um, this has been yeah, a tame one. To be fair, we've we've been fairly good in this one. Yeah, I can't think of anything else that would do different. I mean, like pudding wise, I think Beck's doing. She's making a cheesecake, and then that's normal. I like Christmas pudding. That's like yeah. standard. I don't know if I've actually ever tried Christmas pudding. You know what? It's good. It's not something I think, right, I really want, but because it's like an occasional thing. Yeah. yeah. Just because it's an occasion. So I don't mind Christmas pudding. There's things like, have you tried Stalin? No, I've never even heard of that. It looks good. I can't really explain it, but it looks good. So they had it, again, Aldi. So they had like What's it called? St- yeah, Stolen. A-S-T-O-L-L-E-N. All right. It looks good to me, but... Um, I've not tried it. it. Looks like a kind of fruit loaf sort of thing. Yeah, it looks decent. It looks like a bit harder though, like it's been baked. Yeah, I'll, um, let me let me share this for the people on YouTube. Well, you've still got um, you can. I think yeah, you're allowed to. Yeah. There we go. This is what we're looking at. It it looks decent to be fair. It looks like something I would eat. Um, yeah, that's it. Again, not something I would go crazy for, but yeah, looks decent. What uh, what about mince pies? You're a mince pie fan? Oh yeah, I can eat those. Yeah, I'm quite a fan of them. Like, it took me a while. It's like I feel like the first time I had them, it was like having your first beer. You're like, okay, I don't like this, but I'm gonna stick with it anyway to look cool. It's exactly. Yeah, it is exactly that. I don't mind mince pies. Um, but yeah, and then was in a was in Tesco, and then we saw like the mince meat. You know what's goes in mince pie? It's not actually yeah. mince meat. I said to Becca, I was like, oh, there's some mince meat. She was like. Ew! I was like, it just goes to mince pies. I hate mince pies. (laughs) But um, like, so like, you mean a mince pie? Like, is in like an actual pie that has mince in it? No, no, it's in like the mince that goes into actual mince Christmas mince pies, like the um, fucking raisins and all that sort of shit. Sometimes apparently they're meant to have actual meat in them, but I don't know if any of the ones I've ate have actually had meat in them. 
Yeah, no, I've never had one with meat. Oh, like a mix of meat and like ve- uh, not vegetables, but fruits and things like that. Oh, that's a bit too much, that isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but um, like, I, so a, a mince pie also to me would be like a Scotch pie. You know what a Scotch pie is? Nope. Right, let's get let's get this share screen back up. Wait a minute, let me let me grab one up. Um, Scotch pie, Scotch pie in a roll. That's what comes up on Google. Um, quite a quite a good um choice of meal that as well. Um, purely like I don't know if you like like that. Like you know what I mean. Oh yeah, that's just like um, that's actually a haggis and scotch pie. That one, which also a very good shout. Um, but there we go, scotch pie, like a meat and potato pie. Yeah, there's no potato in it though. It's just like yeah, that's meat, meat but, pie. Um, seven pounder. How many of them are you getting for that? Jesus Christ! But um, yeah, again, uh, not something I eat a lot of, but quite a fan of them. Quite a fan. Looks nice. Yeah, they are pretty decent. And there you go, scotch pie in a roll. Nice. Some brown sauce and that would go down well. What about uh, a scotch egg? Um, I'm not a massive fan of them. I got slated for having it within my meal deal on um Instagram the other day. Um, not a massive fan, but we're going to this place on New Year's Eve for dinner. They do a um, what is that? A haggis scotch egg. Very good. Oh, that's cool. That sounds good. Yeah, it is very good. To be fair, that's where we can take you when you come up, James, and get your first bit of haggis in you. Yeah, I don't mind. It's a bit like that. I'm up for like trying out the uh, cultural the, the local cuisine. <laughs> we'll have this video and James will be like wearing a kilt and everything and brave heart screaming freedom. Try <laughs> to make the most out of it. Aye, that's it. That's it. Never mind coming to the fucking gym. We're we're going out to free Scotland. Yeah, and then uh, do a bit from train spotting. Try the local like heroin and stuff. Yeah, and then... yeah, the local heroin. It's quite good actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really good actually. Yeah, it's, it's hard to come off it. That's a problem. <laughs> It's not very good if you're on a on a like gaining diet as well. Like if you're trying to bulk up, like put you off eating. <laughs> Great if you're trying to lose weight though. <laughs> yeah, but as you can see from the results, <laughs> exactly that that brings it on to a nice point of weight loss versus fat loss. Two very different things. Oh yeah, <laughs> just a junkie. That's weight loss. <laughs> right, I think um, I think we'll wrap that up. We call it a day. That yeah, yeah. the, no, the heroin cool. tap was coming out again. Let's stop it while we're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what it gets. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>